Well, it's time to talk a little bit of tennis now, and it's going to sneak up on us, the ASB Classic, which is appointment visiting. If you've never been to the ASB Classic, it's well worth going. It's a heck of an event. And they've just announced some more players that are going to come down under and play in the Classic. We are joined now by tournament director, uh, Nicholas Lamperin. Uh, Nicholas, this is exciting times of the year. I know it's a lot of hard work for you, but it's pretty exciting to get to name some big-name players at the moment. It's always a very exciting uh, time for us. Um, you know, today we, we, we've come up with a, um, a double announcement with the like of, you know, Gail Morfis and, and Elina Zvitolina. Uh, so it's probably the first time we're announcing players as a couple. Uh, very, very special um, history for both of them and, and also two players that, are, that I've learned to know very well over the years. Gail Murphy, I'm I'm so stoked that you've got him to come back to New Zealand. He, not only a great tennis player, he's a real character, and I feel like his personality is going to really suit uh, the ASB Classic environment. I agree. You know, he's definitely someone that brings uh, a different vibe, uh, whether he's on the court or off the court. Uh, he has a real passion for the game. He doesn't need to be playing you know at 37 years of age but he keeps playing because he just loves the game and and loves to share um, all the, all the these emotions with, with the with the fans on court he's a new dad he's had some injuries he's changed coaches where, where do you feel he's at uh compared to obviously he's not going to be um i was going to say as good but as explosive as his earlier years but he's shown some really good form in the last 12 months well, he's in very good shape. Um, last year was a bit of a shame, but he had a, a foot injury, which actually took a little bit longer to heal than what we uh, anticipated. Um, he's been back on the tour since March, and uh, the first few months were, were quite difficult because he was training well, but he couldn't really get the results on court. Um, and then he decided to change his, his coaching team and went back to uh, Michael Tishkram with whom he, he shared his, his best season back in, in 2016. And from that moment on, you know, things clicked on again. Uh, he played really well over the summer in the U.S., uh, beat a lot of top 20 guys, um, and then went on to win the, 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 the tournament in Stockholm. So he's playing extremely well. Uh, he will tell you that he feels exactly the same on court as fast as he was you know, back in the days. But obviously the, the recovery uh, is slightly different you know, when, when you get older and, and it takes a little bit longer to uh, to get ready again. You want to talk about recovery. Uh, Alina Svitolina um, had a baby and she I felt like she was back on court within five minutes and she's knocking off Swiatek, just the fantastic players. She's competing at majors. She's making semifinals. She's had an incredible return to the court post um, having their first child. Yeah, it's probably one of the quickest uh, comeback ever um, you know I, I remember she started again in, in Charleston on clay um, in in April um, and then she went on to win uh, Strasbourg on clay she played the quarters of the French Open and, and the semis at Wimbledon um, you know she she's in the shape of her life she feels really good and, and really confident on the court uh, she's already back in, in the top 25 and I wouldn't be surprised if she's um, somehow in in the top 10 next year. The other name, I want to go through a few of the names because Caroline Wozniacki, she's been uh, ever-present down in New Zealand and, and it seems to be over the years, if you can get them here once, 
they love it so much they can come back. And I was lucky enough to spend 20 minutes or so just one-on-one with Caroline at a sponsor's function a few years ago. She's incredibly normal, Nicholas, isn't she? Well, mo- most of them are, uh, which is good, which makes our, our, our life easier as well. Uh, but no, what you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to, you know, really look after the players every time they come here, and we we're trying to build that relationship and and make sure they want they want to come back the the, the following year. Um, you know, when when Caroline decided to uh, get back to the tour after uh, being away for three years, um, it was clear that she wanted she wanted to focus on on the Grand Slams and that she wouldn't play a, a fourth season. Uh, but you know, when it comes. Uh, to to build your 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 schedule around the Grand Slams, uh, for her it was obvious that she wouldn't want to come back to Auckland and and, and start a, a preparation for the Australian Open there. And of course, the Australian Open it's it's always a bit of a pipe opener for a few of the players. Coco Goff, um, we heard early that she would come back, and then she's had an incredible season this season. Um, did we have her contracted? Was it hard to get her? How did you get Coco Goff across the line? Well, we, um, you know, we obviously left on very good terms when, when she won the tournament this year, and and we kept uh, we kept in in, in touch. Um, she went through a, a hard spell in in Wimbledon. She she lost early, and she didn't have much confidence. So it was a, a bit of a tricky time. And you know, we went straight to her, and, and and you know, we told her that you know we we still believe she was one of the best, and that she would come back and in full force in, in the next few months. So we, we actually made the agreement after Wimbledon. Mm. And then from, from that moment on, she, uh, she played un- unbelievable. You know, she won uh, you know, Washington, Cincinnati, and then went on to win the U.S. Open. And now she's, uh, she's the number three uh, player in the world. So, Nicholas, it was your phone call to her saying she had a secure spot in Auckland that um, brought about her change of form, surely. I wouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> Claim it, man. <laughs> but, but 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 what I would say is, you know, regardless of the up and down that you know players can go through uh, throughout their career, um, you know, I, I I always know what what the value is and, and and how good they can be. So I don't really pay attention to to the the the, the, the most recent re- results, but I look at you know what what the players bring when they come to a tournament. And also the, the the history that they have with us, um, and this is how we we want to build our, our field. And of course, Cam Norrie's uh, coming back, and we hold on to the New Zealand connection with him. But I'm also incredibly excited to, that you've managed to secure Ben Shelton to come down, a real up and comer um, who's going to make some noise in the next few years. Yeah, I mean, Cam Cam obviously has a, a very um, unique relationship w- with New Zealand. He, he grew up here before, you know, he moved to the UK. Um, you know, he told us on a number of occasions that he would keep coming back as, as long as he wins the tournament. So that, that's something that's really important to him. And so we're extremely happy to have him back. And Ben Shelton, he's, he's probably one of the most exciting uh, up-and-coming players these days. Uh, you know, after the likes of you know maybe Alcaraz and uh, and Sinner, um, I would I would probably put him in in, in third position in in that group. Um, we have to bear in mind that 18 months ago he was um, you know ranked above 500. He was still a college player. So the, the what what he's achieved over the last eight, 18 months is extremely spectacular. Mm. He's now a solid top 15 player. 
with every chance to uh, reach top 10 next year and, and be in a position to, uh, to win a Grand Slam in the next few years. Kiwis-wise, uh, making the draw, how difficult is it for a Kiwi um, to get a wild card like um, Ajit Rai? What's the chance we'll see him in the ASB Classic? Well, we, we've set up um, a specific system to, uh, to, to, to help the Kiwis to, to, to get in. So we have a, a playoff, uh, which is a tournament in which the, the, the Kiwis com- compete against each other. The winner gets a Mendel World card and, and the runner-up gets the, the Qualies World card. It's, um, it's a unique opportunity for them to get access to that tournament, considering their ranking is not quite uh, what it should be to normally play an event like the, the SB Classic. Is there an argument to say, though, that because it's our biggest tournament in New Zealand, that regardless of world ranking, potentially our men's number one ranked and our women's number ranked should get a wild card, or is the demand too high? Well, the demand is extremely high. Uh, we obviously get more requests than than wild cards that, that, that we can offer. Um, we've set the, the, the threshold at 300 in the world to be to be able to get an automatic wild card. Um, sadly, at the moment, none of the Kiwi players uh, actually meet that uh, criteria, uh, which is why we are staging that playoff to give them the opportunity to, to qualify and earn a chance in, in the tournament. The other part of the tournament, which is also incredibly great to watch, is... The doubles, we've got some very good doubles exponents that have come out of New Zealand. The first two that spring to mind, of course, Erin Routliffe. Uh, I spoke to her after she won the US Open and her intention was to come back. I see, I don't know if you've announced her yet or not, but can you give us where Erin Routliffe is at and also Michael Venus? Uh, we haven't announced any of them yet. Uh, their intention is, is, is obviously to come. I know Erin needs to discuss a, a, a full schedule for next year with a, with a partner um, who was actually busy winning the, the Billy Jenkins Cup last week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, both of them had, had an amazing season. You know, Erin is now in the top 10 after winning the U.S. Open. Um, she, she, she's obviously among the, the, the best doubles players in the world and, and will be uh, very happy to, uh, to have her in, in Auckland. Uh, Mike has been has been regular over the years, and uh, and he will be coming back as well. Brilliant. Are there any other Kiwis amongst the amongst the doubles partners? I know Artem Sitak's been down. Marcus Daniels played as well. I know I don't want to preempt announcement that you might have coming, but are we going to have Kiwi representation, particularly in the doubles? Yes, there will be some more names. Excellent. And another big part of ASB Classic, of course, um, we're talking to Nicholas Lamperin, uh, the tournament director, is the social aspect, the, the park surroundings, the DJs, the beanbags, the, the various things. Um, what can you tell us about the progress on those? Well, you can, you can expect the, the, the serve to be uh, um, ready and, and in full swing by, by the time the, the, the tournament starts. Uh, we will have some exciting new brands that we'll, we'll bring, uh, new sponsors that have decided to, uh, to join us. Um, it's always an extremely uh, popular spot at the tournament. Um, you know, some, we know that some people just get a, a grand pass just to, you know, spend, spend a nice time with their friends, uh, watch tennis on the screens, and, uh, and enjoy all the uh, F&B on, on offer. 
Um, it's really a unique atmosphere that you don't see at many tournaments around the world. Mm. Um, and even if you know, like um, a tennis fanatic, uh, it's still a, a very good day that you can spend at the tennis. What about my observation, Nicholas? Is it's a fantastic event. It's a fantastic social event with tennis going on, as opposed to a tennis major, which is a tennis event with a bit, little bit of social stuff going on. Is is that? Is that a focus or is that intentional or unintentional? How do you weigh up the tennis and the social aspect to run side by side together? I think it's a combination of both. Um, you know, we need to appeal to uh, every uh, type of fans. Uh, there are some hardcore tennis fans who want to watch the, the, the tennis for eight to ten hours a day. Mm. And other people, they just want to socialize with their friends and maybe watch uh, two hours of tennis. So we, we just got to make sure we... Um, we have offers that caters to our different uh, type of public, uh, and I believe this is what we have in place now at the, at the tournament. The other thing I notice is when the tournament's on, uh, people try and buy tickets strategically. They, they want to watch, maybe they want to watch Aaron Routliffe, maybe they want to watch Michael Venus, or may, maybe they want to watch Gail Monfie, but we only see the first round draw. We don't know what courts are going to be on, all that sort of thing. And then at the last minute, People hit social media and say, has anyone got tickets to tonight's session that they don't want? My advice is, every game on Centre Court is awesome. Just get your tickets because they run out, don't they? Well, they do. Um, but also what, what I would encourage people to do is, you know, naturally people would want to focus on, on the final round. So, you know, starting from quarters, semis and finals. Uh, when I grew up as a tennis fan and my uh, strategy was always to attend the first few days because this is when you get to see um, the most number of players. Mm. Um, and for me, you know, I was just walking around the courts and trying to see as many famous faces as possible. I would watch the matches, I would watch the practice, and, and, and that was the, the, the best experience that I could get at the tennis. So I would only um, encourage people to, um, you know, look at the first few days of the tournament, uh, because there's a lot of exciting uh, players around. Um, and, and and you can really enjoy that moment. And the cool thing too is with those backcourts, um, there's no demand for the seats there. You're sitting right right on the um, outline. And I remember sitting back there one year and Naomi Osaka, before she'd done anything um, on the global stage, she was playing back there. I think she'd done quite well in junior Wimbledon or something like that. And I didn't know I was watching a future uh, major Grand Slam tournament champion. And there I was just sitting six feet from her. Yeah, I mean that—that's the beauty of it. Of it, like you—you you, you get access to the courts. You're very close to the action, and we're always trying to feature the, the the stars of tomorrow. So you might not know them by the time you see them, but then you remember that you know ten years ago you were at the tennis and you witnessed the the start of a of a future Grand Slam champion. You know, these these are the kind of stories that we're trying to bring every year. This is the tournament director for the ASB Classic, Nicholas Lamperin. Uh, Nicholas, direct our listeners to find out more about the tournament, the format, uh, the sights and sounds, how to get tickets. Where, where's your central hub for all that sort of info? So for more information, uh, please go to the ASB Classic website, which is asbclassic.co.nz. You'll get all the information um, about the tournament, including all the ticketing information. Absolutely brilliant. You've, you're compiling a good list of uh, tennis players for us to go along and watch, and it sounds like the social aspects are well underway as well. Nicholas, I uh, wish you all the very best for the Classic. Thanks very much. Thank you.